You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome in. This is Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful sunshine state of Florida. Thanks for listening. This is episode 195, and I'm going to be uh, tackling the topic of euthanasia, or or how it's sometimes more commonly called assisted suicide. Um, this can be a very sensitive topic in a lot of regards, and so I, I want to be a person that is pastoral. I want to be... Um, I want to be uh, compassionate. I want to demonstrate empathy. I, I do. Um, and so I, I want to be sensitive w- with my words. And, and I want to I want to just start off by saying I understand there's lots of people in very difficult situations. Um, you have people that are maybe older in life and, and are suffering from some terrible disease or some difficult situation, some difficult physical ailment or, or some terminal illness that they've been diagnosed with. There's a whole range of, of situations that people find themselves in that would that would lead them to to just want to end their life and just say, I'm kind of done with this. Um, and, and I, I, and I, I understand firsthand what it's like to, to watch someone you care about that's, that's older than you, uh, have a, a terrible disease. I remember as a young child, uh, watching my grandmother die of, of Alzheimer's disease. Um, that was not fun. Obviously it was, it was terrible, um, to watch my grandmother, uh, you know, shrivel I mean, just physically become a shell of what she had once been, uh, not, not an enjoyable experience, obviously. And so I, I understand that. And, and I, I bet there's lots of people that have, that have watched someone they care about, um, be, be, you know, be diagnosed with a terminal illness and, and be forced to, to you just go into a very difficult time. It's not fun, man. It, it sucks. It, it's not enjoyable. And so I, I understand that. I, I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine who, um, whose wife just died of, of breast cancer not too long ago, several months ago. Um, she'd actually been battled breast cancer for about a decade. She'd kind of had three different bouts with it. And she went into remission, then it came back and, and you know, went into remission and it came back again. And she just recently passed away. And so just from, I mean, I, I've got lots of friends who've just dealt with, you know, with just horrifying scenarios. And this is the reality of humanity, the reality of the fallen state. We as human beings, we chose to betray God. We chose to sin way back in the Garden of Eden. And all of us ever since then have continually chosen to betray God. And what, what that has caused is this poisoning and, and this detriment upon all of creation and that our human bodies are cursed. They're fallen. They're broken. They're frail. They are dying. And that things like illness and disease, they run rampant in this fallen state of humanity. And so all of us are, are, are subject to this. All of us will face pains and struggles in this life because of the the corporate sin nature that we have all participated in we have brought this upon ourselves i know that sounds harsh to some it doesn't feel good to hear that but that's the reality we have all sinned and we have all brought this upon ourselves humanity struggles with illness and disease and difficult situations because we betrayed god now god in his incredible mercy has made a way for us to be rescued from the eternal consequences of our sin. And God often intervenes on planet Earth and he demonstrates incredible grace and mercy to us where we don't always suffer from all of the things that maybe we deserve to suffer from. God is so gracious and so merciful that he often steps in. And so sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we don't know what to do. And, and sometimes there are older people or just people in general who maybe find themselves in, in difficult, whether it be physical ailments or just other crazy scenarios where they just, where they just want to die and, and they want to end their life. 
And so how, how are we as Christians, how are we Christians to, to think about this? Um, euthanasia or sometimes called assisted suicide or mercy killing, uh, it can be difficult. You know, um, on one hand, we, we understand the, the difficulty people face and they want to, people want to, sometimes they want to die with dignity. They want to die on their own terms. They say, listen, we want to just, we want to die now a, a quick and painless death on our terms rather than suffering through some terrible disease for a long period of time um, and kind of dying on, on the terms of a, of a, you know, of a terrible disease or some, you know, terrible situation. Um, but the reality is I just think that's contrary to, to what God would want us to pick. Um, sometimes in some parts of the world, there's this, there's this culture of death. There's this culture where death is seemingly viewed at, viewed as not that big a deal where life is not viewed as something that is, that, that is sacred or beautiful or, or that ought to be preserved or, or celebrated. And, I think when we look at scripture, we see that God loves life. When we look through the pages of Genesis, the first few chapters, we see that, that God created humanity very different than all the other animals. When God created all of creation, the, 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 the cosmos, the stars, the sun, uh, the, the planets, all of the things here on planet Earth, when he set into motion the laws of physics, when he created all of the animals and creatures, the birds of the air, the, the fish of the sea, everything, God was doing all of those things to demonstrate his own creativity and his own power. He was, he was showing off his abilities, I believe. But when God created humans, he did something very different. The Bible says we are created in the image of God. This is the, what some theologians call the imago Dei, the, the, the picture of God, the image of God is inside of us. When God created humans, he took portions of himself, elements of his own nature and character and deity, and he emplaced it inside of human beings in such a way that we would display his characteristics to one another and to the rest of creation. When God created all the other animals, he was demonstrating his creativity and his power. But when he created human beings, he was demonstrating a creature or he was creating a creature that would demonstrate his own character. When we look at animals, on display is God's creativity. When we look at humans, on display is God's attributes. This is a very important concept to understand. We are made in the image of God. And therefore, any assault or any attack on, on humanity or the life that God put inside of humanity, I believe is an attack on God himself. We are his representatives. Humanity is the ambassadors of the deity, of, of the Godhead. Therefore, to attack the ambassador is to attack God himself. To, to, to kill humans or to not value human life is an assault on the Imago Dei. It is an attack on God. It is a disrespect to God. It is an affront to him. It is contrary to what God would desire. In Deuteronomy, God tells the Israelites, when you have an option between life and death, choose life. He says in Deuteronomy 30, I believe human life should be acknowledged as something as special, that's unique, it's sacred. There's a sanctity to human life that ought to be acknowledged and celebrated. Human life should be honored, should be valued. And I believe the euthanasia flies in the face of that. I believe when we kill, even if it's something that seems to be more compassionate, even if it seems to be giving them more dignity, even if it seems to be, you know, the, the right thing or kind thing to do, 
It flies in the face of God's command to choose life. And it is contrary to the culture that God wants us to have. God wants us to have a culture of life where we preserve human life, where we value human life, where we love human life, where we, where we acknowledge the sanctity of human life. Euthanasia or supposed mercy killings and assisted suicide, even though they may seem more dignified, they promote a culture of death. And I believe that's outside of God's ideal design. I know that's harsh for someone to say here. I know that doesn't sound compassionate. And as much as I want to empathize and I want to be compassionate, I have to choose to I have to choose to be in line with God's ideal design more than what our culture feels is more dignified. The the human dignity or as as defined by different cultures around the world is not as important to me as the dignity of the Imago Dei being preserved as defined and celebrated by the creator of the universe. God is sovereign. God is in control. And when we take matters into our own hands, like suicide or assisted suicide or euthanasia or anything like that, we are basically telling God that we want to be in control. We don't want him to be providential or sovereign over those things, but we want to take that out of his hands. We're not okay to let God handle it, but we want to handle it. We're not okay for, for it to handle to happen on God's terms, but we want to take that from him. We want to rob from God, not only the, the, the sanctity of human life, but we want to rob from God the control to dictate the culture that we want. And that is a culture of death. God, you're not in control of our life. We are. Your definition of the value of life is not what we acknowledge. It's what we acknowledge as being more important. What a disrespectful assault on, on the character and nature of God. What a disrespect to the creator when we take matters into our own hands rather than trusting him and his sovereign hand and his providence. What a disrespect to the creator when we choose to acknowledge and value the things that we care about more than the things that God cares about. God cares about human life. God wants us to promote and celebrate a culture of life at all costs. That's really, really important. I believe it's essential for we as Christians to acknowledge that and to fight to preserve that. Now, let me just set one caveat for you. I do believe that there is a fine line, but a clear distinction between purposely ending life and simply not necessarily going to all the heroic options available to preserve a particular life. Um, for example, I, I, I made reference to, or I alluded to a friend of mine who's, whose wife died of breast cancer recently. And I remember having a conversation with him uh, over lunch not too long ago. And he was just telling me, you know, over the many years where, where she wrestled through bre with breast cancer, um, you know, she did chemo, she did all these treatments, and then toward the end, you know, the last year or so of her life, she just said, you know, this chemo is just, she just said, this chemo is is terrible, and it, it just gives me this terrible quality of life, and I feel like it's not doing what it should do, and she said, I just, you know, I just want to, I just kind of, you know, just don't want to do chemo anymore, so she did some organic and holistic treatments and th things of that nature, um, but they decided that, uh, that, that when you know when the, when the, the last round of cancer came back that they just weren't going to do chemo and they were just going to pray and trust God's sovereignty in this um, and they and she didn't do chemo she did some treatments uh, you know other forms of treatments but she didn't do chemo and some of the doctors said well if you do chemo it might be able to preserve your life for a few more years you know and they and they just made a determination that uh, the quality of life she had been living with through, through chemo was just not good and they decided 
you know, we're not going to do chemo and we'll pray and we'll try to be healthy in other ways and do some other organic or holistic, holistic treatments, but we're not going to do chemo. Um, and eventually she, she passed away, you know, over the course of the last year and a half of wrestling and battling with breast cancer, she eventually, she eventually died and she loved Jesus. And we believe that she is with God celebrating in the glory and the presence of God, which is awesome. Uh, certainly sad for my friend and his family and his children uh, that were left behind, um, but they're excited to know that, hey, she's with Jesus. Um, but they didn't purposely end her life, right? There's a difference between saying, I'm not going to take chemo and just kind of let my body take its natural course versus I'm going to take some drug that will kill me before my time is up, you know, so to speak. I think there's a difference, right? It's a difference between saying, if I did this thing, it might preserve my life and and I'm not going to do that thing versus I'm going to purposely end my life, right? And I hope that that's a little clearer. And, and maybe some people might be listening to this saying, well, that feels inconsistent. You just told us preserve life at all costs. Uh, and I do believe we should have a, a culture of life where we celebrate life and we, we acknowledge the sanctity of human life and we preserve it. And and I think my my personal preference would be to do whatever it takes to, to preserve a human life, uh, you know, using all 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 things at our disposal uh, within within the realms of medical science, um, but I, but I can't I can't begrudge a family that says, hey, we're not going to necessarily go to the heroic lengths to preserve this quality of life that feels poor or or bad. Um, we're we're not necessarily going to engage in this particular treatment because we don't want to for some other reason or because we have some conviction or or because we just feel like. We just want to leave it up to God. You know, what, you know, whatever the, the reason is that the family comes up with, I'm not going to say that's wrong. It may not be my personal preference, but I also am not going to say it's wrong. But I draw the line here is if, as long as you're not purposely doing something to end the life, then you're not promoting a culture of death. If you're saying, hey, I'm going to live my life to the fullest and I'm not necessarily going to partake in this particular treatment, but I'm still going to love Jesus and live my life to the fullest in the meantime, and I'm going to allow the natural course of things to take place, I, I, I think I'm okay with that in most scenarios. Um, I, mean, I think I'm okay with that in most scenarios as long as you're not purposely stepping in and killing that person, right? I think, I think that's the line for me. Um, and, and, I, and I would acknowledge, I think there's some gray areas. I think there's some scenarios that may arise that are gray, that we're not quite sure. But I think overall, in general, we as Christians should be fighting to acknowledge and celebrate the sanctity of life and to preserve life and to promote a culture of life as much as possible. And so if someone decides to withhold chemo because they don't want to go through that, I may be okay with that because it's not promoting a culture of death. That's different than saying, give me that shot of adrenaline or give me that particular drug that's going to kill me so I don't have to deal with this anymore. You know, my friend's wife, she, for a year and a half after she decided not to do chemo, she she went through it and lived the natural course of life. She lived way longer than the doctors said she would. They thought they'd give her just a few months. She lived, you know, over a year and she was able to celebrate some great things in her life and she lived it to the fullest and eventually God in his mercy chose to to end the suffering and brought her home to be with him for all of forever. And that's awesome. And we celebrate that. And we're sad that she has passed away, um, but we celebrate that she is now with Jesus. And we look forward to the day that we will be with Christ. Listen, all of, all of you listening to this, unless Jesus comes back, you're all going to die. You know, death is a natural part of life now, unfortunately, because of the fall of mankind, because of our own sin, because of what we have chosen to do, death has now become a natural part of humanity. 
But God, in his mercy and grace and love, has made a way for us to be rescued from the eternal consequences of our humanity, of our human sinful choices. And that, my friends, is something to be celebrated. So that's where I draw the line. I never want to do something to purposely end a life, but I think I'm okay if we occasionally maybe withhold a particular medical treatment because we think we think that'll help us to be more fulfilled and have a better quality toward the end of our life. And again, I acknowledge there's probably lots of areas that are kind of gray and you may say, what about this? And what about this? And I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just know that overall, we as Christians are called to honor God and to honor the image of God in human beings by acknowledging the sanctity of human life and celebrating human life. We ought to do whatever it takes to promote a culture of life and to stand against a culture of death. I believe that honors God and honors the gospel. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this has been helpful and insightful. If anyone listening to this has a question about anything I've said in this episode, feel free to shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Or if you have a question or a topic that you would like me to address in a future episode of the show, shoot me an email as well. I'd love to hear from you. The best address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Also, if you'd like to connect with me on Twitter, I'd love to hear from you. Find me there. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Hey, to ensure you never miss an episode of the podcast, make sure you're subscribed in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. That'll guarantee that every episode gets delivered directly to your device. In addition to that, if this podcast has been a blessing to you in any way, can you do me a huge favor? Head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. Those reviews are a big, big help to the show. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.